Welcome to episode number 273 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I am your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, it's Paco Drum. Before we get to Paco, I just want to say I live in Houston, Texas. Last week was nuts. We lost power for 40 hours. We had to boil water. And the main takeaway that I have is that my family will never go camping because that was really, really, really tough with three kids and a dog. Whoa, was that tough. But here's Paco Drum, and you're going to want to hear from him because when he originally reached out to me, he said that he was making family-friendly electro-grunge music. And to be honest with you, I did not need to hear anything more than that. I just knew that we needed to talk. And that clip you just heard was called Cats Like to Swim. And you can hear the whole song at the end of the episode. I want to thank Paco for his patience in getting this episode up. I loved talking to him. You're going to love hearing from him. And with no further ado, here is Paco Drum. It is a great day here in Houston, Texas to welcome my new friend, my new hero, my new inspiration, Poco Jerome. <laughs> Welcome to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you today? Well, I'm after that intro, I'm amazing. That's like <laughs> that's like made my year. But no, I'm really good, thank you. I'm really, really good. Great. It's so good to talk to you. Um we I I like started before we started rolling, I was like, Okay, we're gonna we're gonna start with this thing that I'm so excited about. And we we are. We're just gonna dive right in. So I spent some time today listening to your music and I've watched the video for for a song called Cats Like to Swim and it blew my mind. Like <laughs> it blew my mind on a number of levels. One, there is lit lit like for real Z's a cat who's swimming, right? So that's I know, right? A I don't know well and we're gonna have to figure that all out. And then B, <laughs> there's this like there's this like music that is like hitting everything that I like all at the same time, right? Like the big fat beats, the big fat guitar. And then on top of all that, there's this like amazing message. So we're going to get into all of those aspects, but before we do that, tell us a little bit about yourself, set the scene. Where are you? How did you get to be uh, interested in kids and family music? Wow. It's a, it's a long journey. It's funny because my, so poker drum the the name that i go by um translates the little journey um and i was saying to my wife today it's it's ironic because the journey has actually been quite a massive long one there's took <laughs> lots of twists and turns over the years but um but yeah music's always been a massive thing for me it's always been kind of what i've been into and i, I was into music as a young child and then studied music went to college doing music and got a degree in music but before I went to before I went to college and university, that's when I kind of discovered kind of distorted guitars, punk rock, grunge, that kind of thing. And that became my kind of musical language of, of choice. Um, and I did the thing that everyone does when they're a musician and they get into that kind of stuff. I formed a band and, you know, did, you know, didn't really have any kind of commercial success, but did OK. Got to do some kind of big tours in the UK and 
did a lot of shows and met a lot of cool people and did that for a few years. And then when I kind of realized that that, that wasn't going to get to that next level, music became, I guess, a bit of a hobby. I was kind of a bit lost in terms of a musical direction. I started doing more acoustic stuff and then had a little phase where I was kind of doing some electronic stuff, but never really released anything. It was all kind of something I was doing because I always felt that I, you know, that was something I did and something I needed to do. Um, and then it was about maybe, maybe about eight, nine years ago. And I was on holiday with, with my wife and uh, I always take a guitar or a ukulele if I'm going on vacation. And I find that when I'm on holiday, that's when I'm at my kind of most creative and most inspired. And we just happened to be walking down a beach in Wales and it was a beautiful sunny day. And there was these little, um, they call them moon jellyfish. They're kind of little purple and clear jellyfish washed up on the sand. And I just started making up this little song as we were walking along, just kind of singing to myself. And then my wife joined in and she was singing as well. And I was like, hmm, I kind of, I kind of like this song. And then when we got back to the apartment, I kind of worked it out on the guitar and thought, mm, yeah, I, I kind of like this. And then I, I wrote another one and that also happened to be about animals. That was about bats. And then we you know, were there for a couple of weeks. So I wrote another couple and I kind of thought, yeah, maybe I could kind of do something with this. And then from that, I kind of looked at what kind of children's music was out there. And it was all the stuff, you know, over your side in the States that I kind of started listening to. Um, and I was like, yeah, there's, there's, there's something to be done here. And that kind of then became my musical outlet. And it, it tied in with, you know, a time in my life where I kind of wanted to create something positive. I was all about kind of positive positivity and, and, and kind of creating a bit of a kind of like a bit of happiness for people. And yeah, and I just thought, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. So it's a real kind of moment of inspiration, really. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you mentioned that th there was a song about jellyfish and, and you, you are specifically right. Like your subject matter when you're writing as Poco Drum is specifically animal related, right? Like every song is about animals. Is that true? Every single song. It is a niche. I have, I have, I have picked my niche and I'm sticking with it. No one's taking that away from me. No one, but, um, and no one yeah. will be able to ever. So no. <laughs> have you always been an animal person or is that, you know, like some people are animal people. I don't know. Some people are not. I would say that I am not necessarily an animal person, but are, are you, would you qualify yourself as that? I think I am. I think I am. Like growing up, we, um, so I grew up in the city. I had a very kind of like, um, kind of urban city um, upbringing, but we had loads of pets. We were a big kind of pet household, particularly my mom and my sisters. Um, they are they are still like big pet people. I reckon between my mom and my sisters, they probably have like 80% of the UK's cat population <laughs> in uh, in their care. I was, think, I was thinking the other day that we're, we're really lucky that over here, we only have like the small domestic cats mm -hmm. because we recently watched um, Tiger King <laughs> and with, without a doubt, if, if I'd have grown up in the States, my mom and my sisters would have been Carol Baskin. That would 100% have, uh, have been my upbringing. But oh, so I, wow. always, I was always had kind of animals around me um, and always liked animals. But never I've never really I've never had like since since being an adult, um, like, you know, my family is, is now we've never really kept pets. Although recently we got three chickens, right? Um, which we got for my son's birthday. Um, oh. But yeah, and I just think, 
animals as a subject matter, you know, if I wrote songs about what it's like to kind of be in elementary school, which is which is a great thing to write about and a really important thing to write about, but that will really connect with with kids who are in elementary school. But if you write about animals, it doesn't matter whether you're five or you're fifty-five. Everyone likes koalas, you right. know, like that, like it, and that really kind of bridges that gap between, which is which is for me, what's the most important thing is kind of bridging that gap gap between children and their parents and creating something that they can all kind of enjoy and engage with equally Hmm. um and animals you know i love them i think they teach us great messages i think it's super important to have that kind of um give kind of kids that that appreciation for the natural world as early as you can um and so yeah so i was like that's what i'm going to do i'm going to be the the animal song guy awesome um so in addition to being the animal song guy, you mentioned you have chickens and you, you all, you all, I mean, I just know this because I, you know, this is what I do. I, I read about you and then I, you know, ask you questions about what I read, but <laughs> you also have chosen a, um, a way of life that is way different than my way of life and not in, you know, not to say that either one of us are right or wrong, except that you're right and I'm wrong, but, but you <laughs> like, you are totally right in doing what you're doing, but you, you, you and your family live in an off grid way. So, I, I yeah. think that's really interesting um, because it's something that is so foreign to lots and lots of people. But uh-huh. what what does it really mean to to live off grid? So we live in a tiny house, um, which so our tiny house is not. When I say that, it's not really like um, the tiny houses that they have in the states. As is built, it's into the back of a truck. So okay. we bought a, a truck, which isn't a massive truck. So we bought a truck and we built a house into the truck. And then the truck is parked on um, a farm. So we live on somebody's farm. And on that farm, we have some space where we can keep our own chickens. So we, we, we grow quite a bit of our own food, not certainly nowhere near all of our own food, but we grow loads of veggies. Um, all our electricity comes from the sun. So we have solar panels. So, so Furry Grunge Electro, the new EP was recorded solely on solar power um we and yes it's it's a very you know i I personally i think it's a very wholesome um kind of life we have very little indoor space but we have you know acres of outdoor space you know we have sunflowers outside our windows we have sheep in the fields um you know as i say we've got we've got the chickens we get eggs from the chickens every morning so yeah it's quite it's quite an extreme life and it has it, it has massive highs and massive lows definitely the highs outweigh the lows and and for for us like both me and my wife kind of grew up in the city mm-hmm. um and we definitely you know when we moved to the countryside we were like yeah this this is right for us definitely yeah. you're living your values that's that's amazing um, totally. so okay so i had a I had a follow-up question but i think it's escaping me um Okay, so but that we'll get maybe maybe it'll come up again. Maybe we'll get back to it. Oh, oh, I remember, and it was a very easy question. So you and I don't sound the same when we talk. Like I have an accent, <laughs> but you do too. And you've mentioned the UK and Wales a few times. But where where are you located? So at the, at the minute we live in Devon, which is in the southwest, the real almost the real tip of the southwest. Um, so we're on the coast. Um, we're about it's quite it's quite rural. Um, a lot of farm 
farmland around us. We're really close to the coast. We're really close to the forest as well. So we've got loads of woods. And there's a little city called Exeter, which is not too far from us, but it's really tiny tiny city mm -hmm. but I originally I grew up in Wolverhampton which is smack bang in the middle of the country and is very kind of very is, is a city it's quite industrial very multicultural um and that they, and that kind of and where I live now have really kind of shaped me musically kind mm -hmm. of where where I'm at now I think yeah I mean it's interesting that you know when people maybe all right so let's think about this in terms of what people might think and, and then we're going to shatter all of the things that people might think. But people <laughs> might think that, you know, you living an off-grid life might mean that you're mm -hmm. drawn to like, well, more of like an acoustic sound, which it sounds like you, you did at one point. You, you did have yeah, that, yeah. that thing going. But this new EP of yours is, um, you know, in, in the email that you sent me, you said it was electro grunge. And I didn't really even need to hear anything else except to think that, like, <laughs> I immediately needed to we needed to get ourselves together so we could talk about it. Um, so you're like, I, I think in some ways it's it's a little bit as people would maybe think about who you are, what you do, where you live. It might not be like the the easiest leap. Right. And this is not to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. undersell what you're doing, but I just think it's so cool that you do all of these different things and you have chickens, yet you're making the sickest beats. And you said <laughs> that, right? Like you came from this like industrial urban area yeah, yeah. And, and you're bringing that all together. I think it's really amazing. So I would love to hear a little bit about um, – you know, you mentioned grunge and you mentioned and I hear like some things that I have listened to a lot in, in your music. But I'd love to hear um, some of your influences musically. And then we'll and then I promise then we're going to get to the tunes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, growing up and I think that the, the, the core, you know, as I said, I, I said earlier, like when I discovered kind of punk and grunge that that felt like that was my musical language. Um, and, you know, it was it was the typical bands like Nirvana, the Smashing Pumpkins, the Pixies, um, you know, they were kind of like the big kind of bands I was into. Some bands over here in the UK, like Daisy Chainsaw and bands like, like that, all kind of distorted, grungy, kind of angsty music. And that and that's what I did for a long time. Um, and then but when I was when I started doing children's music, I, that was that was I started out doing acoustic. That was mm -hmm. kind of acoustic singer-songwriter stuff, and and I've always written when I when I craft a song, I've always done it acoustically because I think you know if you if you sing it and it's just you and an acoustic guitar, it has to be a good song, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I when I started out then with the kids stuff, that was all acoustic, and part of that then became out of necessity because my son, who's four now, for the first three and a half years. Um, of him being around I was a full-time dad as well so my wife um, my wife is a like a super smart scientist at the local university so she was working there so I was looking after him whilst singing so it meant that I had him strapped on my front my guitar strapped on my back and I'd just kind of like waddle off to these coffee houses and different places that I used to sing at at that time so at that point I kind of knew that I had this plan for the sound to kind of change and develop. Mm -hmm. But that kind of had to go on hold, you know, with being a dad and having to sing with a, you know, a one year old strapped to me at the same time. <laughs> very, um, very talented. That's not easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not easy to do. And it wasn't always successful. Um, but, you know, that that kind of 
was how it had to go. But then when I kind of, it was really because of lockdown, you know, being, not being able to do shows, having a bit more time meant that I could kind of go, right, well, how can I make this a positive, which is what I'm all about, you know, how can I make this a positive? How can I turn this to my advantage? And and I, I chatted to my wife and she was kind of like, why don't you record these songs in this new way that you've wanted to do for so long? And I kind of feel like if I look at all the things that have gone before, I feel like this this to me is like the clearest representation of, of, of me as a person and me as a musician. Mm-hmm. And I and I think for me, I can like I don't do any other music apart from this. So Paco Drum is me, is 100% what I do. And I think I can totally hand on heart say that if I was creating like family friendly music as I'm doing, or if I was just trying to create music for an adult audience, it would sound exactly the same. Mm-hmm. That, and that's awesome. The, yeah. It's authentic, I, I, I think, right? Totally, like, it's totally, totally who you are. So, okay. So before we get to this, this new stuff, I, w- I want to point out that you have a bunch of records, right? There's a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. out. Um, and I'm just going to read some song titles and just so people know what they, um, what they should be looking out for, right? Like there's Rainbow mm-hmm. Squid off the album Along Came a Weasel. There, um, and this one is probably my favorite, but they were doing Bird Turds on the album yes. Was It a Lion? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Squirrel Shakes the Tree. Again, these are all animal songs. I'm a Raccoon from the Big Brown Bear album. And, oh, Elephant Poo, another favorite. A Wild and Wonderful <laughs> Musical wor- World. And um, Badgers Fill the World with Love. So They do so much music to to get into but i really want to focus on this sort of the stuff that i've heard cats like to swim and slow worm that that's this uh-huh. this newer music and and i guess like let's start with cats like to swim so full on without giving too much away and i don't think we will but there's a video and in this video i can only imagine it stars you and your family and a small yep. feline now set the scene like what actually happens in this video and then we'll get to the message of the song so the the video fe- well it features i mean the star of the video i think is is the swimming cat 100 percent. i know <laughs> <laughs> and uh i was like i've written a song about cats who like to swim i have to have a swimming cat in the video um it is not my swimming cat it is not my mom or my sister's swimming cat um i literally just went onto youtube and you know you know how youtube works you put something in and whatever it is there is a video of it there sure is, and yeah. there, there was a video of this cat swimming and it's a cat called gracie who um lives with her human mike in uh in the virgin islands oh, wow. and so I, I i literally sent mike a message and was like here's the song that i've written i sent him like a really rough kind of not mixed or mastered demo of it and i was like this is the song this is the message is it cool if we use some videos and he was like yeah go for it and so that was that was amazing so we we used that as the kind of the key thing in the video and then there's this little backstory of that my son is kind of on the beach and he's got his little toy cat and he's it's supposed to be that he's imagining that his, his toy cat is swimming in the sea and then there's this footage of this kind of cat swimming beautifully in the virgin islands and uh and that's like his imagination and awesome. uh yeah i was really pleased with it really really yeah, pleased as you should be and so the song itself is like just the biggest 
hook fest like it sounds so amazing and and i love like the i guess you would call it like the bass drum triplets under the chorus like i was just like yeah. whoa like that is so killer like I, I oh my god it just blew my mind anyway so but I, the other thing that blew my mind and as i listened to it a couple times and watched the video a couple times was like you know, you mentioned at the beginning of when we were talking, like the the messages and the things that we learn from animals, and the, there's uh-huh. a real message to this song. And so, tell yeah. us, share that message about from cats like to swim, and, and what what should we be learning from this particular one? So, cats like to swim, and 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 this goes for for, for every track that's on the new EP, and loads of the tracks that that I've done before, and I, I quite like a sometimes a not obvious message but there's always kind of a little bit of a message in that um and cats like to swim is about doing things differently so it's about the fact that you might be a cat and as a cat you think that society has laid out this path for you that you aren't going to like to swim but there are cats out there who have jumped in the water and they've gone just because i'm a cat doesn't mean i can't do this and and i think that's you know that's a super important message that you can be whoever you want to be you can do whatever you want to do um and and every song on the album is like that so there's a song called seymour flowers which is about bumblebees and that's kind of about mindfulness and just kind of sitting and you know living in the moment slow worm which you talked about is about not kind of judging things by their appearances we have these um lizards in the uk which don't have legs um and they're called slow worms and they look when you see them they look like a snake and you think oh it's a it's a snake but when you get up close they have i think they have eyelids which snakes don't have and yeah they're basically they're they're a legless lizard so it's about not you know not judging things by their appearances and then there's a song about called blow the clouds away which is about sharing your feelings which was kind of inspired by my son starting preschool and he came home one day and he was a little bit glum and he didn't want to talk about it and and it's about how if you're feeling glum and this is you know super important at the moment you know if you're feeling glum and things are bothering you you've got to you've got to talk about it and share it and that's as important a message for a four-year-old as it is for a grown-up you know especially like a grown-up man you know like dads who like don't share their feelings you know exactly it's a super important message and there's even there's even a song called monkeys on a train which is about monkeys on a train who are basically annoying the passengers and they haven't got pants on and they're jumping around and they're being a bit stupid and all the passengers are getting really frustrated but then at the first station one monkey jumps off and at the second station another monkey jumps off and at the end of the songs there's no more monkeys and it's basically about these things that you think are a problem and that are stressing you out in your life sometimes if you just let them pass through they'll just go of their own accord um so yeah there's 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 a message Message, for everything yeah messages i don't know i don't know i don't know if Elephant poo has got a message to it. <laughs> of course. It's, it's something. I don't know. Like, we could figure that out. We don't have to do that right now. But, like, of course. Um, so, oh, wow. Okay. So, I, I love all that message. And I love Blow the Clouds Away as well. And, and you know, all of these things are really important, especially now, right? Like, and, and mm-hmm. were these songs written during lockdown? Or is it sort of like that was the chance to put it all together? Most, most of them were written before. I think they... Uh-huh lockdown was really the chance to to put it down right to lay it yeah down. to yeah. have have the time just focus you know when all your shows get cancelled you're like right what am right, i going to do right. i better do some recording so um 
yeah, it was it was it was the chance to kind of craft them all really right. and and yeah, make them what they are. Yeah, um, and and a lot of you know this pandemic, no one expected it, and people are. Mm-hmm are uh, sort of approaching it in different ways. Have you done any, uh, besides, I mean, putting out this EP is like an immense effort, right? Are you doing any like online shows or things like that? Yeah, totally. So I've been doing, I do two live shows a week. I do one on a Wednesday, one on a Saturday, and they're at 10 a.m. your time, I think. So 10 a.m. in the the States where you are. Uh, Is that CDT? Are you CDT? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So 10 a.m. CDT every Wednesday and Saturday. And I do those on my Facebook page. Yeah. And I've been doing those since, yeah, since lockdown started for us, which was which was in March. Um, and they're great. I mean, it's hard because I'm still doing them acoustic. Um, right. I can't, you know, I can't do them with the new sound. But fortunately, I've been playing acoustic for the last eight years. So it's, it's something I feel quite comfortable doing. Sure. And it's been great to, you know, keep that engagement with people. And actually, there's, there's people who, who've been able to, to join in kind of, you know, from the States, from Australia, from, from wherever, um, who, you know, if I hadn't been forced to do live shows um, online, you know, it's probably something I never really would have thought about doing. So, so that, you know, there's been loads of benefits to come out of it as well. Yeah. You know, there's definitely there's definitely been positives to it. Yeah. Well, that's the Paco drum way, right? Like it let's is. let's it find is. that positive <laughs> and let's roll with it. So, so there's like got to go back and listen to all the music. Love the new EP, obviously. I hope I've made that totally clear to everyone listening. Like it just it kills. And that's not in a scary way. It's just in like a really <laughs> beautifully awesome musical way. I really love it. Um so what's the best way for, for people to keep up with you, like a YouTube channel, social media, website, etc.? Yeah, so if you search Pocodrom, Pocodrom is very searchable. So uh, it's P-O-C-O-D-R-O-M. Um, and, and all of my stuff is on Spotify, iTunes. Um, if you have a look on YouTube, I've got my YouTube channel. Just search for Pocodrom on Instagram. Um, if you go to Facebook, look for Pocodrom. It comes up in Block Capitals, and that's... Um, that's where, as I say, my live shows are every every week. Um, there's my website, pocodrum.com. And if you go to my website, you can sign up for my, my mailing list. Um, and I, I like my mailing list. I, I try and give away free stuff and, and kind of special stuff for my mailing list people as often as I can. So you should definitely sign up for my mailing list. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it has been awesome to talk to you. Awesome to hear the whole story, the trajectory. Um, as I think I've said about 95 times, the, I love the new music a lot. Um, Thank you so much. Check out Cats Like to Swim. We're going to hear that right about now. We're going to play that at the end of our conversation here. And check out the video, too. Um, Paco Drum, I can't thank you enough. This was awesome. Thanks for talking to it's me. Been, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me.